0: Hello, welcome to the team building show for Canadians. I'm your host, Sandy McKay. And here at the team building show, it's our mission to create high level conversations and give you actionable concepts for you to go implement in your real estate business right away. And before we get rolling, a uh, quick reminder, go over to our websites, teambuildingshow.ca. We we'll have to pick up every episode there and subscribe to our uh our, uh, our channel there as well. So you can never miss an episode. Uh, you can now, I think as of today, you can probably go catch us over on I- iTunes. We've got our first uh, five plus episodes there that you can go subscribe there as well. Listen in uh, to the audio versions and um, uh, subscribe to our, our email list too. So you can actually get uh, notified of all these episodes as they come out. And you don't need to remind yourself to go over to these platforms and check them out. But uh, wherever you're listening, like our, like our pages, subscribe. So you never miss a show uh facebook as well which we're live right now if you're watching uh like our page there and uh and get it on the action let us know what you want to hear give us some feedback i uh, would love to hear some comments or feedback on the show and what you want to hear what kind of guests you want to get on you want me to get on and uh anything along those lines the reviews things like that would really be helpful to grow the show and uh help me get you the information that you need so i uh, would love some action on there and some comments and, and feedback uh, today on the show we've got uh, Gary Gary A McGowan with us and uh, really happy to have mm-hmm. him here. He's got some great insight to share and welcome to the show, Gary. Thank you, Sandy. I like that you slid in the A.
1: Very smart <laughs>
0: of you. <laughs> I always thought it just had a nice ring to it with uh, with your name. I don't know. I don't know. I, I see it, Mark. Sometimes you, you you slide it in there, sometimes not, but. Uh just adds a little flavor, you know? Yeah.
1: If you ask my kids, the A stands for a couple of different things, depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, right. when they were really young, they went with, yeah, it's Gary Awesome McGowan. Awesome. So we'll go yeah. with that right now. Why they still like me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, Gary, why
0: don't we start out? Can you just share a bit of a uh, bit of background on yourself? Uh, where, you, where you've where you come from in real estate, how you how you've got to where you are today and what kind of what, what businesses looked like over the years.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I think similar, perhaps somewhat to your story, Sandy is, you know, years ago, uh, we had the real estate bug, my wife and I, and I was very fortunate to grow up in a family that valued, uh, creating wealth. And, um, my, my mother and father had always owned investment properties, which led to my wife and I getting into it about almost 14, 15 years ago. And, um, you know you, you get around other like-minded people and and other opportunities opportunities start showing up, and we bought a, quite a number of investment properties. The thought was, Well, why don't I get my real estate license? Because we're doing a lot of transactions every year, and perhaps we can help ourselves that way. So selfishly, I did. And and I think very, very fortunate. At the very beginning, I got connected with an amazing brokerage at Keller Williams that really helped people grow their business. And you know, I I had some very early success, which then evolved into growing a team, which then evolved into launching my own location, which then evolved to where we are today as the general manager of the brokerage. So that you know, that's the short short story of of where I started and where I kind of how I got how I got I got here. But just you know, I think real estate is so cool because it just, if you want it, it can provide so many different opportunities.
0: Totally agree. And, and, um, uh, just to give some people some more insight there, you are in uh, Newmarket, but you live in Stouffville. So we're a little North of Toronto, um, 40 minutes, half hour, 40 minutes North of Toronto. Uh, is that where you do all your transactional business And as we've done all your business over the years as well?
1: Yeah, for the most part, all you know, we would we would transact where we would have investment properties, but for the most part, kind of that northern area of York Region, we call it, or um, yeah, just north of Toronto, you know, forty minutes north of Toronto, up to Barrie type thing. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's where our, our expertise would would kind of lie from the real estate side of it for sure.
0: So, I mean, I, I kind of like like me in, in a way too. We were both in the real estate investment world, probably quite a bit before, uh, the realtor side of things. But I, I think i as I've watched you kind of grow and, and go into some different roles over the years, you've, um, you've seemed to put a more focus on the realtor side of it. Um, maybe not, maybe not giving up the investment side, but definitely spent some more time on the realtor side and got a little more ingrained into that world. Was that, um, something that like, what excited you about the realtor side of things, uh, as opposed to, uh, just staying in the investment world?
1: Staying in the investment world um, is, is amazing. Although, as we all know, uh unless you've got a large portfolio or a very tweaked portfolio, it doesn't put food on the table every month, right? And uh and and being a realtor, you know, kind of provides that opportunity. So, you know, it, it allowed me to, you know, pay my mortgage every month and and put food on the table and do the fun things in life having the investment side of our portfolio so that's where our wealth is being created that's where our retirement you know is is being created and and even along the way you know we've owned properties now for well over 10 years and and some of them are half paid off for instance because we would took you know we take a 25-year mortgage and, and and other things we've been exiting so the fact that we are able to exit Put that money to, to other use or better use uh, was pretty awesome. It also provided you a tremendous amount of experience to become a realtor and become also, you know, a realtor that specializes in investment properties. And there was a need there, Sandy, and I'm sure you've seen it where, you know, quite frankly, and I don't know why, but there's not a lot of real estate agents or realtors that invest in, in real estate for and, and having that exposure uh, firsthand basis of what it's like to, you know, have a great investment property and perhaps more importantly, what it's like to have a terrible investment property and make terrible decisions mm-hmm. and to help your clients along with those to say, you know, actually speak from experience. Um, I didn't realize at the beginning that that was going to be such an opportunity. And of course, you know, people are attracted to you because you're willing to share those ups and downs. And and uh, that's to me, uh, that's the bread and butter of, of, you know, being a great realtor is, you know, finding a niche that a, that you have passion about, but more importantly, that, that you're able to share that wisdom with and, and, um, enjoy it as well. You know,
0: it's crazy. The amount of realtors that don't invest in their, their own product, or at least even attempt to invest in their own product, you understanding that there's a, you know, a bit of a, um, you know, that you need some funds that you need some money to cash or some version of that to put into real estate, to buy this stuff. But, it's still always boggles my mind of the, the percentage is so low. It's probably 5% or less of of agents who actually own not just their own property, but other, you know, another, even just one or two properties, it's a small percentage, right. Um, which is always a bit interesting for, for me, but, um, I'm, I'm grateful that we, you and myself both kind of came up in that world a little bit beforehand because there is a ton of transferable knowledge and experience that, uh, that helps in the realtor side of things. And, um, yeah. And I thought, I thought the realtor side would, would be kind of similar to you, just a little bit of a, a path to create some extra income and get a little more ingrained into the real estate world full on every day. But it gets, it gets pretty exciting, right. And watching, you know, building teams, building up, uh, brokerages, building, you know, building other people into better versions of themselves. It's a really cool industry I th- from that standpoint where, you know, being a high sales industry, there's a lot of personal development and things like that that come with it that, uh, that's exciting to be around and be a part of. I think it's a just, just an energizing industry overall. Um, well,
1: absolutely. And it was one of those things where, you know, at the beginning, you kind of don't know what's in front of you until you actually go through that door, right? There's that whole saying. And and I didn't realize that that would be an opportunity. And and, and probably like you as well, you know, you, you, we were buying investment properties, A, so we could, you know, provide a future for ourselves, but also to help other people. And, and there's no different that mindset still remains the same as being a realtor and then, you know, and, and growing a team and so forth and growing a brokerage, you know, how many different people can we help uh, and, and, you know, help steer them into the right, right direction, or even just give them that tidbit of information that totally changes their tra- trajectory, you know, like it, it doesn't change.
0: And the ceiling is so high or there isn't one that it's, it can really go, Get, go go big, right? And it's it's exciting in that standpoint. You can go from zero to 100 pretty fast, um, which is not very common in most other industries. So, very cool industry to be a part of. Um, why don't we touch on your team business or your... Let's, let's, let's start at the beginning. You got into real estate. You were a single agent for, for a little bit I, I um, as far as I know. Is that right?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I think it was about four, four years or so. I was a single agent and, um, you know, for some people, that's that's perfect. Right. And and for others and and maybe, you know, people like yourselves and, and myself, you know, I, I could only get so far by myself. Right. And, um, you know, we've all been there perhaps at one point where if you're not leveraging out, you're leaving business on the table and you're leaving that business on the table for somebody else. So you know, after a few years, I thought to myself, "Why don't I at least refer some of that business out and and you know dip my toe in the water there?" Then I quickly realized, "No, no, forget dipping the toe. Like that's and that's not going to grow anything." So I got very purposeful about what I was doing, and um, it's it's always funny when I think back of how I launched my team, how one comment can totally change your path. And uh, at the time, my wife and I and, and three young kids were living in Newmarket and we decided to buy a home uh, in Stouffville and move back to where we grew up, which is only about 15, 20 minutes away from Newmarket. And I thought to myself and me being, you know, the prima donna in that moment, I thought to myself, I don't know if I want to drive up to Newmarket every day to go to our real estate office, right, where, where our brokerage is. And I said, maybe I just want my own office in Stoweville. And I mentioned that to a couple of the leaders at the brokerage and they said, well, that's perfect. Let's, you know, why don't we create a team and you can have your own office. And they, they kind of gave me some ideas. I'm like, Oh, then you go home and think about it. And you're like, actually, yeah. this is a really good idea, Sandy, yeah. you know, it, it's going to allow me to, to obviously keep helping others. Uh, you know, not only clients, but other realtors that uh, want to move their career forward and, um, you know, it. I. I you almost got to be careful of what you say because it might become a reality, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. But sometimes that's what you have to do, right? You just got to say it and get that word out there. And you know, if I had never shared that little dream or or vision or or moment with with a couple of different people, we probably wouldn't be sitting here to get, uh, today, Sandy. It's you know. And
0: you probably had it sounds like you had a good environment to kind of uh, orchestrate that conversation which maybe we can touch on in, in a little bit but that that uh the environment was there to to encourage you to do that as opposed to you know like some other environments in life where it's kind of the opposite right um investing in real estate a very very common one where people usually are not the most um you know they're not the most supportive usually from the beginning um, I, see that sometimes with teams and, in realtor, uh, in the realtor world as well. So you went forward with the, with the team there in Stoville, right? That was four years or so into the business. Yeah. And then you, um, what does that look like today? What's the team look like? Or how did, how did that evolve over the last, uh, I guess it'd be a few years at least now, right?
1: Yeah. So we ran the team and of course that was 2016 where we launched that. And if we all remember back then, that was a very, um, fantastic year in real estate to maybe one that wasn't so fat, fantastic the year following that. Um, so we grew incredibly fast,
0: especially and, where you were New York region was like, well, I remember it was what 50% increase in, in, in price over year over year. And then yeah. um, early 2017 there kind of just really
1: plummeted. Right. Yeah. It really, you know, our, our jobs as a realtor in fact is to not sell real estate, Right, it it really is to guide and advise, mm-hmm. and and we became, I you know we were thrown into a roller coaster ride, and and it really came out where we were advising our clients, and and I remember conversations, and I'll I'll circle back to what you just mentioned there. Uh, we were advising our clients during that moment in 2017, do not sell your house. This that might be the worst decision that you actually make. And no other, you know, that message was not being said, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people, you know, we we gained a lot of traction as a team. More importantly, our reputation um, because of that message. I had people coming up to me. You know, I I play soccer. I I like some of the people I play soccer with. Think I saw your video on YouTube telling people not to sell a house. I can't believe it. Like, and but that's just like that's the message that needs to be said. So in that time. Where we are located, Stoville, which is just north of Markham, for some of you that may know that area, it, it was a weird pocket where Stoville hadn't increased like it did in some of our surrounding areas. So when the end of 2016 came, it shot up much faster than some of the other areas. And one of those reasons was because it actually had to catch up. Mm-hmm. But that also meant it fell very fast as well that following year and and you know how we handled it with our clients was probably you know one of the most important times as a team or as a realtor um just by delivering the right type of information and advising our clients right so yeah that's when we launched and and um you know team members as we all know come and go and uh and those that uh that decided to partner with partner with us. They saw some pretty amazing results. And I, quite frankly, you know, for, you know, this is the show all about team building. Um, I, I honestly say that we took on too many agents at the very beginning. And because, you know, I, you, you kind of get into that element of, yeah, let's grow, let's grow, let's grow. And, and the reality of it is Sandy that, you know, talent shows up when you need it to show up, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that growing with the right people certainly is the most important thing, as opposed to just adding another agent into the team, adding another agent. So your team, you know, looks like this, you know, your, your, your cover page or your photo or everything is like 30 agents, but if it's not the right talent, you're, you're asking for a lot of trouble.
0: It's a lot of headache. It can be a lot of headache, right? A lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, just pain. I think ultimately is what that might lead to. Uh, when we've we've been there too with our group, and 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 ups and downs with that as far as having the right people on the bus. Yeah. Um, but it becomes really almost addicting for a sec- for a time where you're like, well, just add another agent, another agent. That's gonna should equal more money, um, <laughs> or more success. Probably not always the case. Um, well- but.
1: Yeah, and and I'm sure you've had these conversations too, and I, and it's good that we're having this in a, in kind of a public forum. Is you know you think okay if I had another if I add another agent to the team, and if they bring in two transactions a month, that's that's fantastic, right? That adds that adds to the bottom line. But I think what a lot of team owners and leaders kind of forget is there's a lot of you know a lot of investments that needs to go into that agent to bring in two transactions a month or one transact, whatever that goal is for you. Uh, it it's, it, it takes a lot of work to get them there. And if they're not in the right mindset, you're working backwards. You're not moving forwards.
0: Yeah, it's a tough, it's, it is a lot harder than, uh, than you would think. I mean, you, you know, you, I think people get in that mode of they, they've done maybe 20, 30, 40, 50, hundred transactions on their own. And then they start thinking it's easy to just, someone should just easily come in and do that. I'm giving them the leads even in some cases, right? Or at least, uh, at least some of the leads. So it it should be, should be easy, easier than you had it probably launching from the beginning. And reality is it's, it's, if it's the right person, it probably is. But if it's not, they're just a real, there's a lot of work. You're going to probably pour into them because you are getting in a business to help them succeed. And it, it's pretty, I've seen some times where it's pretty painful where they don't succeed and sometimes more painful for you and, and they're not exactly there or bought into it and maybe they don't care and that's a tough one to 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 get out of business sometimes because you you know you, you thought they'd be great you wanted them to be great you poured into them you spent all the time and resources for whatever reason it's not working right and so you know that's where you got to do a lot of due diligence up front I think as for, for in terms of you know before you get into bed together how to Let's let's maybe trial this out a bit, or let's really spend some time up front to make sure it's the right fit. Um, which I I definitely see a lot of uh, realtors not spending any time. Um, you know, especially if they're in growth mode. Let's just let's just get another one in every day because they yeah. showed up right and yeah, and they say they can do a deal or two every month. Um, but it doesn't work out that way. What what are some of the key things you think in in finding out if they're the right fit up front? Um, has there been any you know? In hindsight, there were there were some key attributes or key characteristics of, of these people that um, that you would have wished you kind of knew about or saw early on?
1: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, and I'm sure you're getting this this comment from more and more people that you're interviewing, Sandy, and and not to sound like a broken record if it's been said before, but it is really the truth. For that agent that sits down, and, and even now in my position as I'm leading the brokerage, I see it is... The agent that's looking for leads, that's typically not going to be a funny enough, that's typically not going to be a great agent that's going to be in a team, mm-hmm. I find. And and because all they want is to be, you know, spoon fed type thing, right? You you want, I, I truly do believe that you know, talent obviously shows up when you need it, but the flip side is talent knows what they want. And and to me, talent, you know, they want opportunity. And if you can show them on your team that there is tremendous amount of opportunity and here's the roadmap of how we're going to do it. Uh, that's, that's a true tell. But if, if that conversation flips to, well, how many leads am I going to get every month, Th- that to me should be kind of that, that red flag. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's maybe circle back and, and talk about some of the other things. But um, yeah. yeah, for the agents that want the opportunity, as opposed to the leads, you know, I read a, a great quote way back when, and I wish I knew who wrote it, but it's so true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Top top agents don't want leads. They want time. Mm. And it's so true, right? Like, you know, I, I, I know many agents that, you know, solo agents that are doing 40 or 50 or 60 transactions. And when I'm talking to them on the phone or what have you, like, Gary, I don't need more transactions. I don't need more business. Trust me. What I want is more time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh man, that is so true, right?
0: Well, they want time with family and other things. And, and it's hard to get in this business when you're running around doing a lot of deals, right? But if there's a way to figure that out or a way to get leverage to do that, I think that's a huge, almost everyone gets there at some point in this, in this business, right? It, whether it be at 10 deals for some people or at a hundred for others, it everyone gets there at some point where you need more time or want more time, Um And, uh, and if, yeah, if a team can provide that in some way, shape or form or an opportunity to, to get there, I think that's a big thing that, that, uh, if you're the team leader, you can help them do and they can buy into that and, and, and you can kind of, you know, gather around that, uh, that's exciting. And as opposed to, Hey, just how many leads can I get? And how many leads can you offer me? And that sort of thing, which is, yeah, it's not a very good conversation. It's, It's a pretty, um, low level conversation. Definitely. Where should someone go that's in that? Where, where should a team member or a, a, a would-be team member go if they are thinking like that? Or if someone's listening that's in that mindset and they're thinking, wow, no no team's going to hire me if I'm thinking like that, do they have to change their mindset or is there a place for them in this business? There,
1: there will always be a place for that agent. Because some, you know, okay, so let's, let's change that comment perhaps a little bit is, just like, you know, in, in every assembly line, there's always a task that needs to be done, right? Whether, you know, whether you're building a car or selling a piece of real estate, there's always something that needs to be done. And perhaps that agent, you know, they want the lead because they are amazing at nailing down that appointment and, and getting a listing contract or a buyer's contract signed,
0: yep.
1: Right. But past that, maybe their skill set doesn't take them past that. And that's where they kind of need that leverage or support. So for, for the agents that have an abundance of leads, maybe that's the type of role that you're looking for. I need somebody to go, um, you know, book me appointments and and that sort of thing. Or I need somebody to go, you know, I've got 10, 10 listing or sign calls. I need somebody to follow up with them and I don't have the time to do it, but I bet you somebody does. Right. So there, there's, there always is. And just keep asking questions, right? Just keep asking questions. I know if I were to build, you know, you kind of want, there's that KW has that term um, empire builder, but if we're always looking for that empire builder, we might miss out on some other key talent that we need for our team, right?
0: Yeah, it, reality is not everyone's going to be that empire builder and there, and there, and you don't need a hundred of them in a, in a hundred person organization.
1: <laughs> no, it's so true. It's a good point.
0: You need five maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. And, and, and I agree completely. It's, it's, there's a, there's a room for a lot of different personality types, characteristics on, on, on a, on a team, on a, in a company, in an organization, um, just finding the right place. And maybe it's the timing doesn't work. Maybe it works later down the road or, cause there, there are some teams I know with some agents that pretty much show up and get the lead and go close it and, and have a great they're a great team actually. And there's, there's great teams that are like that. It's just, they're probably a little farther down the road, maybe where they've developed a lot more um, leverage around it already, or, you know, and, and probably the splits aren't going to be as as high for that team member that's doing that because they're doing less of the process, but there's a fit and it makes sense. Right. So it kind of just depends where you're at probably on the team building side of it. Um, Yeah. I'm a big
1: supporter too, of, um, you know, knowing where your strengths are, and, and kind of staying in that, in that lane. Right. And, and, you know, people are always saying, I need to, I need to work on this cause I'm not great at it. Well then go leverage that piece out and go work on the stuff that you're amazing at. Cause that's what you're going to excel at. Right. So, so there's, there's that fine line of um, you know, staying in your lane and, and making, you know, making a huge success in that lane, as opposed to trying to find and figure out some of the other stuff that you're not that great at. Right. Yeah. It's
0: a bit of a debate sometimes, right? Go all in on your strengths or, or, or work on your weaknesses. I think, you know, you don't want to just ignore your weaknesses completely, but I think going all in on your strengths can breed a lot more success typically. And, sure. and leveraging out a lot of those, those weaknesses. Right. Um, let's talk about the brokerage side of it a little bit here. Cause uh, you've, so you, you built out a, a team there in Stovall. The, the team's still going, you still have the office, right?
1: Uh, We actually, the the team in itself, the way that was originally formed is, is no longer. And, um, and although, you know, I, and currently I'm the general manager of a Keller Williams brokerage out of the new market area. And uh, in doing so, I'm personally not selling real estate anymore. Right. However, um, and, and, you know, perhaps you've experienced this too in in different (laughs) moments in your career is I'm having one of the best years I've ever had. And, and that's because I've been able to leverage, out, you know, key components of my business that I'm not able to take care of now. So, you know, I have a business partner that takes care of all my clients from the buy and sell side. And, um, I probably should have done it a lot sooner because he's servicing and taking care of the clients uh, way better than I ever did. So it's interesting on, on when you do kind of get out of your own way sometimes and what happens and, um, yeah, I, just over a year ago, an opportunity arose actually a little bit longer than that. And uh, make a long story short, I I was, I took the role of general manager of a Keller Williams brokerage, which is, you know, in, in layman's terms, it's, it's leading the brokerage and in, in, in all aspects of it from everything from trading to agent growth to retention to mentoring and all that kind of stuff. And, It's, um, it's again, one of these opportunities that presented itself. And I thought, man, that's something that I need to spend some time on. And, and, and uh, I didn't look at it as, as, um, an obstacle. I looked at it as something that that's something that, you know, I want to, I want to grow my leadership skill and what a better way to do that and, and to be thrown in the role and and be mentored by a great leader in doing so.
0: Yeah. And I know, um, you know, it's a, it's a, a role that, uh is looked at it with a a lot of respect and it's a very challenging role um uh from from everyone I talked to about it um and my i guess my wife Kate did a similar role at least once upon a time so I do have some fairly close uh uh you know experience with with what that looks like but it's a tough role for sure there's a lot of uh, challenges a lot of people coming to you for advice and 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 help and everything um what like What's been some of the biggest uh, learning points you've had in the last year, year plus that you've been in that role that have kind of helped you as a as a leader?
1: I think all leaders are typically of, you know, I would say most leaders are high achievers, right? And and most most leaders are, well, if you don't understand it, let like. I'll, I'll leave you alone. Right. And, and you, as you kind of assume everyone's on the same page because you're just going forward, you're going forward, you're going forward. And, and the big thing for me is, well, you know what, there's it, I'm not leading six or eight or 10 people anymore. I'm leading well over 200 people. So you do have to, even though I'm always that move forward, move forward, move forward. I've learned to slow down and, and listen a lot more than I ever have. And, uh, you know, when you're leading just a few people, uh, it's easy to move fast. Right. And, and for me, my biggest, the, the biggest learning that I've had to do over the last year is actually to work on my patience and, and to listen and, um, and, and learn from people, you know, you know, help me understand this, help me understand that, or, or, or whatever the case may be. So I, it's, it's certainly something that, um. You know, not to say you're dealing with so many different personalities, but you are yeah. right. And and uh, everyone, you know, everyone has an amazing idea. Not everyone's willing to be is willing to stand up and share their ideas. So you, you got to go out and search for them, too. You got to go out and ask questions and, and talk to people and and get insight from sometimes the quietest person. And that one idea or insight from that person may May totally change the way we're doing something. So it's it's certainly a, a unique position, that's for sure. So um, you know, before we get a little bit deeper on that, I wanted
0: to. Uh, we should probably just quickly go over what the structure of a uh, KW brokerage or the KW brokerage you're part of at least looks like, because um, it is different compared to other other types of uh, models out there. Can you we, can you briefly go over kind of what that is? What are the who are the, the other leaders in the office? What that looks like? What are the roles there and, and what your role really is? And, and, you know, what the few things that you're really supposed to be doing or doing every single day?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just like any other brokerage, there's always an owner and yeah. uh, that owner or, or president in this case uh, is, is his name is Marvin Alexander. Uh, in the KW world, uh, we have a title called Operating principal. Uh, which is, you know, otherwise a president of the company, and uh, then you would have my role, which is which is general manager, or in some other, actually in many other Keller Williams offices, it's called a team leader. And simply uh, next to the team leader, we have our market center administrator, and that that individual takes care of. All, all the operations of, of the company. So everything from making sure our bills are paid to making sure our agents get paid, uh, they take care of all that. And uh, of course, then we have the support staff, the deal admins, and, and so forth. Of course, we have a broker record and so forth. And, and one of the key roles in our brokerage, um, way more than mine, I, I would say, is is our productivity coach. And uh, we have a really great productivity coaching program where we have um, uh, three full-time coaches in a sense, one full-time coach and two part-times, I should say, um, mentoring and taking care and guiding our our agents. And um, it's a phenomenal program. Um, My specific role is, of course, to oversee everything that we just quickly talked about and to and, and to lead our brokers and talk to, you know, our top producers and mentor our top producers, um, attract other top producers, uh, to, to our brokers that, you know, quite frankly, that is a huge part of my role is, is attracting and building our brokers from an agent count, but also more importantly, um, bringing in the right people and keeping and protecting our culture, if you will. Right. And, and that's a big part of what we believe in. And, um, know seeing that culture grow and seeing more importantly i guess over anything is seeing that culture impact our community so that's
0: a big one i know culture and um you know the environment they create is a huge huge piece of any business real estate no difference uh kw is kind of known as a big culture company anyways uh but that still can you know i've seen it widespread versions of that across different offices how do you uh how do you work, or how do you, how do you build a great culture in, in like in your local office? Um, any any aha's or anything you've had around that in the last year or so plus in your your role that you're doing now? Because I know it's case by case, two hundred plus people. There's all sorts of different personalities at play there. How do you maintain a great culture? It's, it becomes tough as it gets bigger, does it not?
1: It, it's incredibly tough. Yeah, and not only as it gets bigger, but as we Alter the, our our way of doing business over the last nine months or six months with COVID, right? And um, that's a tough question to answer, Sandy. But I, I suppose that what comes to mind first is you know who you're in business with matters, and and you know you you typically attract like minded people, anyways, right? And and um, you know we we have great people that have been with our brokers since day one. And uh, they, to me, they kind of help set the boundaries, if you will, of the culture. And um, but how do you maintain that, or how do you add to it? And I think first and foremost is is just being connected with, with uh, the people, you know, whether they're on your team or they're, you know, they're agents within our brokers is, is being connected with them. And um, sometimes it's as simple as just picking up the phone and just asking them how they're doing to, you know, what can we support you with and and listening to people? Um, That's probably the biggest one is, is connecting with, with your people for sure.
0: So one thing, and one thing I know you do a great job of is, is you are fairly um, tech savvy and uh, you do a lot of, Obviously, then this year, 2020 has been a probably even more advantageous to have some uh, different structures around that and how you communicate with people is is um, not always a one on one phone call, but sometimes it's over a group uh, Zoom call or things like that. What type of uh, yeah, what type of, I guess, meetings and things like that do you have week to week, month to month uh, that are more virtual style? and And has that changed a lot this year compared to previous years?
1: it has and the the first thing that comes to mind is our our monthly team meetings it was something that we have always been very very proud of our monthly team meetings or or sales meeting if you know sometimes our broker our brokerage just call them sales meetings and you might think to yourself oh another another sales meeting right at my, at my brokerage. i got to tell you i think you've been to our ours in the past too sandy it was you know we had them catered they're at a they're at a big convention center in the aurora area we get well over 100 people to them amazing lunch Free lunch. So as soon as you say that, you're going to get people, right? <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> why. That's why I drove up there just for that, to be honest. Oh boy, that's <laughs> yeah. part of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, um, but, we found people were obviously coming because you know we're having a good time there, and the energy that uh, our president kind of sets, and and one that I I try and follow as closely is is you know providing tremendous amount of value to the agents that are showing up to that to those meetings. And um, whether that's something going on in the, in the in the industry that needs to be addressed, or having a broker a record address some issues, or uh, an opportunity to grow, maybe it's a, a, a teaching opportunity from the, from you know maybe a, a mortgage broker to what have you, and and our our agents you know look forward to those. And of course, with COVID, we had to like everyone else shift what we did, and we you know we quickly. Figured out um, a system just like this where we could all, excuse me, all get online and, and share that same energy and value together. And the really cool thing is that the ripple effect is well, prior to COVID, we weren't filming them or recording our team meetings. So if you missed it, you missed it. I'm sorry about your luck. And you missed a great lunch, by the way. Um, but now, you know, we're hosting them on Zoom and other platforms such as this. Um, we now have you know five or six months worth of team meetings, and quite frankly, it's become a recruitment tool for us. So we host them on one of our our our, our agent support website, and uh, which anybody can go to. It's mykwrc.ca, and you can go watch our virtual meetings, even the replays. And and I gotta tell you, I sent I send those out uh, to agents that I'm in conversation with. They said, "Hey, why don't you check out our website?" And check out our virtual meetings. At least it'll give you a flavor of what we what we talk about every month. It'll allow you to get to know us in a different way, and um, it, that has been such a phenomenal tool. However, we wouldn't have had that. I don't think if COVID <laughs> hadn't happened. Yeah. Right. It's it's such a weird and cool uh, ripple effect. Um, that that to me has been the biggest you know way we've had to alter what we've done, but more importantly, you know how we add to, um how we add to our agents every month, for sure. And we do a lot of other things. You know, our our, our training is now 100% online. Um, whether you're in, you're in a you know, mastermind of five people, or there's a big training workshop of, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 people. Um, it's all online now, which is, you know, the cool thing is, we were already set up for our training to go online prior to, to COVID. So we didn't have to alter much there. It was just a matter of you Know instead of showing up to the brokers for the training, you, you jump online now, and uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's big because a lot of that's Keller Williams had that a lot of that in, in, in it's you know for years, anyways, right? In some way, shape, or form, it was probably a little uh, little tweaked here this year, but it, it was, wasn't a big, big shift, right? Which is part of the great thing that the like kid has been a, a leader in that sense for a while, um, so. Oh. I know you have, you have 200 plus agents there. You do get an amazing turnout at your, at your sales meetings. Um, I mean, honestly, our team, our, our team, which is 20, 25 people has, has good struggle to get the percentage that you guys get at your, your, uh, your sales meeting. So like, what is the one thing that you guys do aside from the fact that it's always energetic and fun and, and exciting and all that. And there's great food. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you do like the week leading up or the month leading up to make sure you actually get a great attendance? Cause I, I, i'm sure there are other brokerages or teams out there struggling to get people excited especially during these times to to show up to something like that
1: uh that's a that's a great question sandy and yeah i mean it always starts with free food right agents are attracted to free food but outside of that yeah we do lots of um fall or I wouldn't say follow up, but um, letting our agents know everything from email to different posts in our Facebook groups and so forth. But I got to tell you, the most important thing that we do leading up to a team meeting is we have our front desk staff um, call all of our agents individually, and uh, it's a simple script. Um, you know, the, obviously it, they tell them about the upcoming meeting next Wednesday, and can I tell can I tell Gary that you're going to show up? Or can I tell Marvin, who's our owner, uh, that you're going to be there? And um, you know, it's all in the fluctuations of the voice too. We've all done our scripting and language of sales, right? Uh-huh. And I, that that actually just solidifies, um, you know, who's coming. And um, and and when when you commit to that, you don't want to let you know, you don't want to let the leadership uh, down, right? And and people do show up. But it's not, you know, we're not guilting them into showing up or not anything like that. Because they know when they do show up, they're getting like I said, that tremendous value, and it is well worth their hour, or an hour and a half, uh, once a month to get to that meeting, for sure.
0: Awesome. I think that's a great tip uh, for brokerages, brokerage owners, even teams, bigger teams, like, I mean, honestly, that's something that our team, I don't think we actually have a system for that. So we might implement that actually. So there something you go. For that. Yeah. Um, even for our sales meetings, just, I mean, it's another reason to call people too. Right. And there's <laughs> we're always kind of looking for reasons to call and reach out to some of our, our people that we want to help. Sometimes it's not a, an easy thing to come up with a reason. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's another tool for that. I think too, which is great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, not too much time left here, but I wanted to uh, touch on a couple of the things that you do. You're, you're always great at sharing content and you got a bunch of different areas that you share content on um, your own podcast. you got a, a Facebook group that you run. I don't know if there's maybe some other other platforms out there that you're using, but what are some of the stuff? What are some of the uh, places that other people can go to hear more from you and get content and, and get value out of what you're up to?
1: Yeah, I'm on Facebook um, an awful lot. And, uh, and sharing content there, where it's my personal profile or the Realtors Growth Network uh, Facebook page, perhaps you're referring to. And uh, and that simply is, you know, education based and and uh, coming from contributions. So, if, you know, if you've experienced something in your day as a realtor, go share it there and, and or ask for wisdom or, or advice and stuff like that. And um, of course, we have the, you know, the not so black, not so real. Uh, I can't even say it. Not so <laughs> black and white real estate podcast. And we have that and that's, uh, uh, done with a good friend of mine, Colin Campbell. And we, 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 we interview people just like this to, you know, investors to other agents and all sorts of stuff. But, um, those, those are, you know, that's kind of where I live on, on the social network side. And of course we have our brokerage support website, my and, um, you know, many people have said to us, why are you sharing that type of stuff? Like that should be closed doors to our brokerage. Right. And, you know, and I know your teams like this too, and you lead like this as well Is you know, if we're, if we're walking around like this, we're not going to get anything. Right. We got to, you know, walk around with kind of with our arms open and, and share it with the world and, and um, you know, allow people to see what we do and, and, you know, to share the great news, if you will. Right. So that that's a big piece of me you know KW, you know not that this is a big commercial about KW, but I've always said KW you know I know and probably like you doesn't matter what brokerage we're at. we could probably be a great realtor at any brokerage at any brand. I don't know Sandy and maybe you would say the same. I don't know if I would have learned to be such a great business owner at any other brokerage. And that's what, that's, that's what real estate for me is all about being a, being a great business owner. I think that's hundred percent
0: probably for the right person. That's the number one value you might get of, of being a part of the KW uh, world is just, you can, you can take, I mean, you could take what you learn there and go into something totally different, uh, not even real estate related and go be successful based on the the knowledge and the, the skills and everything you're going to learn with, with being involved with a KW office, right? I think that's, Part of the biggest things is you can or you can just do what you're doing and go create more more things and more income streams and more businesses and that based on the knowledge and the the skills that you learn there. Right. I think that's one of the biggest one of the biggest things I've gotten out of it and what, why we've, you know, my wife Kate's been able to go on and, and run our our property management business at at a fairly high level now is a lot based on the fact that she's been in a role like leadership role. She's run like different versions of a business within KW and real estate world. And it's, you learn so much around business growth, right? That you, you, uh, almost compelled to go do it and, and implement it elsewhere and grow something else. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a cool world in that sense. And, um, and I think the environment is, is a big piece too, to, to, um, you know, excite you about doing that, and not not hold you back. I think there's a lot of a lot of that good culture there uh, as well. So, um, yeah, not to not to make it a huge commercial on that, but I think it is uh, it is one of the best places for sure. If you want to run a real business, it's definitely if not the best place to to run a real business in the real estate world for sure. I would agree. Um, what's to finish off here? One more question: What is the your outlook on the future for real estate, real estate teams, real estate brokerages? Is there anything uh, kind of interesting or cool that you see coming? um in the next year, five years, 10 years sort of thing down the road.
1: So I like that that's an easy question to answer. <laughs> um to me it it really is not to say it's the next phase because I truly do believe we're already in that phase and we're seeing more and more teams being created or or teams like yours Sandy that are you know not you know getting big is not what it's all about but being being productive and and you know Doing what you're doing—that's the most important thing. Meaning you're, you're helping people and, and you're changing lives. I, I I do see what's coming though, and is in the real estate industry is using the using the power of leverage more and more, and and we're seeing that right from the top down. As some of the, you know, some of the biggest real estate companies in the world—they are, if they're not acquiring other companies because they want to leverage that product, or other brokerages um you know they're leveraging the agents within their brokers i think we're going to see a lot more creative ways being able to leverage um people's talents so you know a lot of teams are created out of necessity in a sense because they want to leverage talent and they know that they can do more uh together than they can on their own and um and, and, and to me, you know, I, I'd say look for that opportunity or that creativity opportunity through through leverage. That's, that, I, I just see that trend happening. Even over the last year or so that I've been in my role, um, you know, we've had new teams created with our own brokerage. And and I think you, you want to be at a brokerage that encourages that type of um, growth. And they're doing that because they know that the creativity that you have as a group is going to far surpass uh, what you can do on your own, and I, I I look for for other companies. Maybe it's you know mergers of other companies because they want to leverage each other. But uh, I, I truly do believe we're going to see a lot more of that type of thing in the future.
0: Cool, yeah, good answer. And I think especially particularly in Canada we've been a little probably behind in that uh, in that space for a while. Um, kind of like you said, Stovall was kind of just a bit behind, and then it just went 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 crazy. I think we're Maybe that's a good comparison there where Canada's a little behind in the US, at least in terms of a lot of these things. You know, we've seen some big mergers in the US uh, with teams, even um, uh, pick up Ben Qu- Kenny Chris, Chris Wire's merger there with um, uh, Place now. And, and that's a, a team merger. There were two m- massive teams merging together to be even one gigantic team now. And I think there's a whole bunch of you could, we don't even get, get in the tech side of that, where there's a whole bunch of other things happening there, too. So, yeah, it's interesting times ahead for sure. There's, I, I agree, there'll be a lot of collaborations, a lot of um, unique and creative ways of, of, of leveraging or, or, or collaborating to build something bigger. Where, um, yeah, if I think if you're with a broker, just not at least open open minded around that or encouraging that or, or specifically into any sort of version of tech at this point, you really probably should um, think about exploring other options. Because honestly, you're probably not going to be around in that in that space for too much longer. It's going to happen fast.
1: Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about tech this whole <laughs> podcast, know, that's man. okay. There's, yeah. there's, Hey, there's, there's opportunity everywhere, right? And, and, and you just gotta be, I think you gotta have your eyes open and, and willing to step into that, that opportunity when it, when it shows up, but it, it's definitely there if you want it. Absolutely. So. Uh, Gary, who should reach
0: out to you if they want to learn more or talk to you about uh, opportunities or, or anything in real estate and uh, how can they do that? How, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, easiest way to do that is if you wanted to email me, mcgowan at kw.com. That's, that's my email address. Uh, who should reach out to me? Any, anybody that's kind of stuck in their business. Uh, anybody that, that wants to learn how to grow their business and trust me, it's not a, it's not a KW conversation at all. It's a business conversation. And I, 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 I'll tell you right now, I mentor many people that aren't in the KW world, but they're just looking for that, that, you know, other set of eyes, if you will, to kind of review their business and, and look for opportunities within their business. So that's something that, um, I enjoy doing. Uh, I also enjoy talking about the numbers. Of of, you know, in a business and allowing people to see what their true budgets are and uh, and walking them through that because realtors are awesome at doing many many things, budgeting and crunching the numbers is typically not one of them. So, uh, having that business conversation is really really important. And hey, I I love coffee. So, in the COVID world, we do coffee different. But hey, anybody that wants to go for a coffee, I'm always up for that.
0: Nice. Yeah. And I can attest to you, you'd be a great one to reach out to. If, if someone wants to explore, you know, revamping their business or just having that conversation, I think it's, uh, we'd be well worth their time. And, uh, you know, if they're looking or watching or listening right now in this time of year, it's the perfect time to do so end of the year, kind of reset maybe for the 2021, um, version of whatever this world's going to bring us. I think it's a great time to have those conversations. So I would encourage listeners, watchers, viewers, etc., to, to reach out to Gary and, uh, take him up on that and, uh, and and pay for the coffee probably if, if you're, if you end up going out for that in some way. Um, thanks for the time, Gary. Awesome having you here. Uh, really appreciate everything you brought to the table with this interview. And um, if anyone else uh, would like to reach out to me, actually you can, oh don't know, you can't see my email there today, but info at uh, McKay realty network.com would be the best way, or just reach out to us through our Facebook uh, page here and uh, happy to chat. Would love some feedback or reviews on this, this episode or any others. And we Hope to see you again next time on the Team Building Show, and we'll call that a wrap for today. Thanks so much. Bye for now.